Hey guys, Nathan For You continues its new season on Comedy Central. Nathan Fielder, the comedian who brought you dumb Starbucks and Pig Saves Goat, is back with more outlandish ideas to help real small businesses. And this is his most ambitious season yet. You have to see it to believe it. Nathan For You airs on Comedy Central Thursdays at 10, 9 Central, or anytime on the Comedy Central app. Check it out. Hey guys, today's sponsor of Happy, Sad, Confused is Loot Crate. For less than $20 a month, Loot Crate gives the geek in you a special treat each and every month. Loot Crate, of course, is a subscription box service with over $40 worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, and more delivered to your mailbox every single month. This month's theme is time, and quite appropriately, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future in the month and year Marty McFly travels to in Back to the Future Part 2, plus the timeless appeal of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and the timey-wimey charm of Doctor Who. You guys have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when, off, when the cutoff happens, though, that's it. It's over. So go to lootcrate.com happy and enter the code happy to save $3 on your new subscription today. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. I am Josh Horowitz. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast, this week's guest, Ms. Winona Ryder. I'm very excited about this one. I'm also super excited about the fact that my office is filled with three fascinating, humorous, wonderful people that have helped me over the years with After Hours and podcasts and lots of other assorted things in no discernible order. Can you do it in order? In order of people I like from least to most. No. Uh, there's Joel. There's Sammy. There's Michael. You've heard them all on the podcast intro, but never together. Guys, you should say hello in unison. Hello. No, no. Shh. Okay. Don't, don't make hello. them turn it off already. Um, Josh, I just want to say it's great to be here. That was Michael affecting. What, what voice was, was that? that? Yeah, what was that? He's just a man who's happy to be around other people. <laughs> I spend so much time alone. <laughs> There's so much going on, guys. We're very busy. We just spent a little time brainstorming some fun uh, ideas for upcoming sketches. Speaking yeah. of which, um, if you haven't checked it out, the latest one that just went up a couple days ago, as you hear this, was with Mr. Hugh Jackman. Yes. Very funny. Uh, you're not familiar with the work I of have him? not seen his work. Oh, no. he's a, he, he was in Swordfish. Oh, okay. Yeah, remember the Halle Berry joint. Yeah, exactly. Scary movie. <laughs> um, what if Kate Don't say that like ironically. Kate Leopold is a not is a pretty movie. good movie. All I said was Kate Leopold. Yeah, but I felt it. <laughs> What's the one about the tree that won't die? The fountain's great. The fountain. Yes, Love the fountain. That was, everyone freaked out when Hugh shaved his head for Pan. And mm. I was like, does no one remember the fountain <laughs> when he was like a big, bald baby in the <laughs> <laughs> Again, for those uh, newcomers to the, the podcast, Sammy's the biggest Hugh Jackman fan ever. What are the Q fans called again? I was going to say, I'm an, I'm an Ozalot. A what? Ozalot. I said it in oh, okay. uh, in Australian. Um, but in English, it's Ozalot. We were sad that you weren't at the shoot. I'm sure Hugh was looking around the room saying, wait, there's one thing missing from a Josh Horowitz sketch. My, my Ozalot. But Michael gave me the horn that he blew on after, which is now at my desk. Oh, so. that's not oh, creepy at all. I spoiled the sketch for everybody. <laughs> now they know there's a horn in it. Oh. Although, oh, wait. To, I'm happy that we're, you know, live on the air right now. We're not <laughs> you live don't know on how the this air. Works. You're going to edit this out. So, 
Michael gave me this horn and was like, Hugh, this was the one that Hugh yeah, had. absolutely. And it's this green horn. And then I watched the sketch and Hugh blows on a red horn. Oh, you know what horn you're, you have? No. It's, Is it yours? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's so upsetting. No, in the sketch, uh, for those that haven't watched it, not to reveal too much, but he basically uh, creates his own really crappy Neverland uh, in tune with the film pan which is now out um no it's the horn that's making the, on the on the um ironing board probably yes. remember the it's one that the that, that, that was it in hugh flag. jackman's mouth oh my god yes I, we did multiple times <laughs> <laughs> i love he, that game almost, in hugh jackman's mouth. <laughs> almost everything in the room was in his mouth the point was. is that sketches up on the mtv news youtube page you should it's check it out funny. It, thank you it is funny uh hugh jackman super professional super funny always kills it um thrilled that he took part in that um a lot more cool stuff coming up there is some Hiddleston stuff yes I know every it wouldn't be a podcast if Hiddleston didn't come up but there is some uh, Hiddleston fun uh, that is coming up very very soon um Speaking of which, Crimson Peak is out this week. If you haven't heard Guillermo del Toro in last week's podcast, he was great. I'm really excited for this movie. And I, I'm not saying this to puppet. I, for some reason, I think it's like, I haven't seen a Guillermo del Toro movie in a while. I like spooky, creepy stuff. Maybe it's that time of year. Your voice got weird really on the creepy, the creepy. The creepy. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I'll just sit at home and think about it. Roberto Benini introduces <laughs> Crimson Peak. Um, <laughs> the creepy. That is excellent. You gotta go, Michael. <laughs> too much energy. Um, no, speaking of a lot of energy, I was very excited going into this podcast. You guys know my love for Winona Ryder, right? I mean, we're not gonna go crazy on this, but Winona uh, is somewhat, you know, like she... Winona's your hue. She's kind of kind of my hue. She, you know, like I've, I've seen all of her stuff, certainly growing up, I was into Heathers like everybody and all the stuff. Bram Stoker's Dracula hit me at the right time. Love <laughs> that movie. That what, no, what it's just a your, cool movie. Give me your top three Winonas. Um, I think you got to go Heathers. I think you go Edward Scissorhands, mm-hmm. Heathers, and Bram Stoker for me. I can just call it Bram Stoker. <laughs> <laughs> the, B, the, B, B, the BS Dracula. <laughs> BSD, baby. I just have a fondness for that movie. I love I'm not just Winona. I love, I love Oldman in that is amazing. I love that movie. Um, so this was honestly a huge thrill. Uh, I've interviewed her a bunch before, but I don't know. It's, it, it is mind-boggling to like when you talk to people that you've like grown up like worshiping in some way and just like loving all their stuff. When like they actually know who you are, it's a little. It fucks with your brain a little bit. It's a little bizarre in a good way. Do you start the whole interview like? Hmm, I am Josh. Oh my god, I'm bringing it. You'll hear. You'll hear. <laughs> you'll hear the whole thing. There is a lot of mutual love here. Um, no, we talk yeah. about a lot. Um, her new movie is called Experimenter. It's her and Peter Sarsgaard, uh, based on true story, the Stanley Milgram uh, experiments, the psychological experiments that he did. Uh, really cool film done in a, in a unique way. There's like, uh, there's 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 like. A rear projection in it you know that those old process shots when people are driving in cars from the old days where you see like the stuff like going oh, in the background yeah. but this one it's done purposefully in like a weird arty way that works for the film there's also an elephant that just shows up in the film for no reason a couple times it's it's out there why did you point at joel when i said elephant <laughs> Joel's always Joel always plays the elephant in the Winona Ryder movies. Oh, interesting. Little known fact. <laughs> um, so yes, Experimenter comes out this Friday. Look out for that. Um, and I don't know what else. What else do we talk about? Are you guys excited? You haven't heard this interview with Winona. What, I'm very excited. What do you make of Winona? Because she's kind of an enigma wrapped inside a riddle. She's I'm kind of a big Winona. Like Edward Scissorhands is one of my 
favorite movies ever. It's kind of when you when I started to do research to think about like she's done as you, you were asking Beetlejuice. me Beetlejuice. Like, oh Beetlejuice. She's done like five or six like legitimate classics. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's good to see her uh, working. People are always talking about like her comeback. She has been working consistently, but uh, it's good to see her in in a film of this type. It's see her also if you haven't seen Show Me a Hero, which was on HBO. Her and Oscar Isaac really good. Um. So yeah, I'm just excited that uh, you know she's in cool projects that are worth talking about, right? Yeah. This is there's a, everything about Winona is exciting. I'm glad one of you, one of you is Joel was yeah, just Joel staring at me. <laughs> Joel, why did I bother bringing you into this podcast today? I don't know. Honestly. <laughs> Joel's just sitting here judging everything. Yeah, not in a good no, way. I said Kate Leopold, and that was my out. <laughs> <laughs> That's Got all you had to top. say, though. To be honest, like you don't, you should have left. That's fair enough. Um, that was great. I won't say who's coming up on the podcast just because I don't know in what order we're, we're running things. But um, there's some really cool. There's a cool film. Two filmmakers, one of which I already taped, um, one of which I'm taping in a couple days that um, I absolutely adore. That I'm thrilled that will be on the podcast soon. So um, yeah, we're. Going Going strong as always, you know. Hit me up on Twitter. Tell me what uh, filmmakers, actors you want to hear. Uh, Joshua Horowitz is my Twitter handle. Um, tell me which of the three um, co-hosts for the intro you like best: yeah. um, Joel, Sammy, or Michael. And what are your Twitter handles? Tell, tell us, guys. At Sammy Heller with a Y. What do you S A M M Y? What do you want to hear from the uh, Happy Sad Confused audience? Why they would choose. What they just why they would choose me over Joel or Michael, <laughs> like specific, like specifically, right? Oh, yeah, or why great. not? You know what I mean? I, you I'm can take criticism. Open. You're good at taking criticism. Yeah, I'll. I feel like you're not. I'll sob about it in your <laughs> office tomorrow, but I'll whatever. My uh, more followers. Uh, that's at, at Sammy Heller. Who is next? Mine is. I always forget mine. It's at MJ Wolf. And Wolf has three W. I mean three O's. <laughs> Shoot. Okay, wait, no. Okay, we're starting. I'm not. I'm not editing. Okay, starting the podcast over from the beginning. Uh, it's at MJ Wolf, and Wolf has three O's. Um, did someone? Wait, O's or W's? Three or O's. Did someone already have the W debacle? Wait, did somebody already have two O's? No, I made it in college. So I. Oh, that explains really everything. That's on. just. Yeah. Uh, no, they are. They already took that one. So I took three O's. Who did? MJ Wolf. I don't know. I haven't. I don't look at my. Considering that you didn't even remember your Twitter handle, must mean your tweets are. I've been are tweeting really more good. recently. I really, to be. I mean, I'll be honest. Please, I've got nothing please. to hide from you people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tweet a lot, and I recently have been a lot more. And I, ha- I, I it's been fun. Glad That's you great. shared that. That was, that was, that was, that was a big revelation. Wow. Thanks <laughs> with that preamble. Um, and I want people to tell me what their celebrity crush is, and by that I mean what celebrity you'd like to be crushed to death under. Michael will have them put an object in their. Joel, what's your Twitter handle uh, and what do you Joel, want to know? My Twitter handle is at real Hugh Jackman. That's no, not. I want to know no. if you're team Edith or team Jacob Bina. No, it's it's a Bo. Bo and Edith. No, but who's Jacob? Uh Jules. Team Edith or Team Jules? Did you read From it what? yet, Josh? I, 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 I gave it a solid imagine. read. Oh. I want to know if you're team Kate or Team Leopold. <laughs> Call back. Team Breckenmeyer. Um, team uh, Heathers or Team Edward Scissorhands? Oh, Edward Scissorhands. 
for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think you well, the dancing in the snow. Okay, scene Sammy's so going beautiful. to another beautiful place right now. <laughs> That's uh, where I live. Please enjoy this conversation with. Oh, I should say one one note on the recording of this. When Nona tends mm. to speak very softly, <laughs> so we're gonna we're, no seriously, she does. She's very soft spoken. She also kind of like does this uh, very endearing thing where she will kind of speak off mic as if like it is very endearing. No, but it's it, it's it's a headache for me and you <laughs> listeners. But um, she kind of like you know like conspiratorially kind of like will kind of go off mic and kind of whisper something what, like in your ear. No, not like to that degree. I'm just saying, listen intently on this. She's soft spoken. Turn it's, the volume up. It's just her way. Um, it's a and, speaker. And just revel in um, this wonderful conversation. It was a treat for me, and I hope you guys enjoy Josh, it as much I'm as I I'm happy for you. I really am that you had this experience. Thank you, Sammy. I really am. I think I, I feel like no one gives you that. Special moment. Cue the the music at the end of Edward Scissorhands. You're gonna you're gonna start dancing. <laughs> and then I'm gonna throw you out the window. <laughs> uh, enjoy the podcast. Bye. <laughs> Nothing, Joel. No last words. Hey guys. Hi. Good morning. Hello, Josh. How you doing? No, no. Welcome. Doing? I made this as impossible for you to get through as possible. Wait, what's happening? Are we so, on camera? We're not on camera. We're going to do photos at the end. Okay. But we're just audio here, nice and simple. Um, How's it going? Awesome. Make Hi. yourself comfortable. I can't get to you. Give me a it's hug. Good to see you. Relative, I know. Exactly. <laughs> Way back to a shtetl somewhere. I was at my cousin's bar mitzvah. How are you doing? What's up? And I was at my, like, her... Cousins yeah. And you were expecting to see me in the corner? We were, like, there was a huge discussion on whether you were there. Because there's That's a couple so Joshes. There are more than a couple. Like, Josh Horace's in, in our family. Oh, but, really? But they're, like, not the right age. No, they're not. There's Should only I, is one. This the right yeah, way? whatever you're comfortable with. Is this a, what is this a radio show? So I do a podcast. I don't know if you've I ever need listened. to, like, figure out the podcast situation the podcast. because. I love it. Here's the thing. Oh, yeah, me too. That's oh, all. my God. You what a great... See. I'll show you. But I, I, I don't know how... I, I, you know how you have to keep updating your phone? Yeah. And then you, like, yeah, lose I've, the things? So, but I had a few... Uh, I, I'm really... I really need to figure that out. Please. I'm 39 going on, like, 99 <laughs> in technology. It's, I'm the, the oldest man at MTV ever. I <laughs> I, 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 it's like... You know, like apps. What am I? Twelve. I know. <laughs> like, I feel like you know Why the am I old playing Tetris. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's literally just a casual conversation. Okay. Um, as opposed to the very stiff conversations that we usually oh, have. Yes, of course. Uh, but it's good to see you. It's been it's a while. Great to see you too. I, I guess I saw you in Sundance for this one actually. And We're, did you see yeah. the film in saw, Sundance? So I was going to say I saw it in Sundance, mm-hmm. and I watched it yesterday because it's been so long. Oh, okay. Because um, I, I only saw it in Sundance. That was my first time. Oh, seeing I don't know if it's changed. I honestly don't remember. What I would say is that, like, I frankly appreciated it a lot more now. I think partially because, uh, I mean, I liked it in Sundance, but I think the, I mean, for me, on my perspective, I'm seeing too much. It's hard to, like, absorb. Yeah. It's interesting two or three movies a day. It's it's a lot. Oh, my God. I was on the jury. I had to see five a day. Oh, you're on the jury. And then make up, like, five because I did the day for the experimenter. Right. So it was, like, kind of heaven, but kind of, like... I mean, you're just running to, because you, you can't miss like a minute sure. if you're on the jury, you know? Yeah, they, you have to and, see everything, I would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you can't come in like five minutes late or yeah, you yeah. know anyway by the way i um i remember when i saw you there you were excited about it and you should and i now know why uh show me a hero which i yeah. saw all of. did you see it was great oh, good. It was so good it was really great um, i know i'm so happy like that was made like you know what i mean I like know. that like hbo like that hbo can do that because it's it's for a particular audience i'm yeah. sure it's whatever I mean, the numbers like, were are not it's like it's not exactly the sexiest uh <laughs> you know subject matter but it it definitely um I was captivated, like, you know, but I'm into that kind of stuff. But, um, I mean, how Oscar, how, oh my God, like, it was almost like a Corleone. Yeah. Like, oh, totally. The, the, you know, how everyone talks about Pacino being like kind of very still and quiet. And then when he explodes, he explodes. Yes. That was sort of, I feel like Oscar is sort of definitely in that territory. Totally. You know, I love the most violent year. I love everything he's done. Yeah. In the last few years. So that's what, partially what I want to talk to you about today, because I've always gotten the sense that we've never had a chance to talk like at length, but like you're a legit, like movie geek, like, oh, I mean, like yeah. hardcore. I, am. I think this is maybe why we get along. So <laughs> talk to me a little bit about what were the, like, what were the movies and, and filmmakers? The first things you got obsessed with when you were a kid? Well, I was really lucky because um, my mom, who went to the University of Minnesota, she was a projectionist in mm-hmm. college, yeah. and um, she had some, when we lived, like we lived for four years on this commune that sure. was like, by the way, I, I'm only saying this because I just got asked this by a couple people. It was not a cult. I know there were communes that were like culty. Yes, this was like no, just seven families living no Jim on. Jim Jones and the city. Yeah, was nothing. but oh, I, guess, I guess a lot of like the communes were. Anyway. Sure. Anyway, we, she some, had some connection with the, some, I, I guess her college somebody. And we, and she had a projection. That's so cool. A yeah. player. And she um played old movies we would go into the barn we put up a, a sheet and you know remember those like backrests sure. and like futons sure and so i at a very young age started watching like uh you know i remember i really remember to kill a mockingbird was a big one for yep. me and i mean this was early this was before i was this was between six and right. ten maybe right, right. um i remember i remember seeing some cassavetes movies which i didn't understand yeah, at I'm the sure. time i later came to be kind of obsessively appreciate um and um you know classics like you know uh Gigi and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that and um but she really that it, that was kind of like a, a a thing that we would do. That's amazing. And I don't I I want to talk to her about how she actually because it was film. Back yeah, then. where did she it get was, those? She had a connection yeah. with because um, well let's see she went to college in Minneapolis but then I think she went to like she worked for like Harpers and Collins okay. and but I both of my parents went to like 
eight years of college. You oh, know, wow. like they yeah, were yeah, like they the were people academics. that were, yeah, yeah. you know, Staying as long like, as they can. I want to keep learning. Yeah. So I think she just threw through that yeah through those you know those can you know nice yeah well, well so what was it for you then when you started to get on film sets on lucas and on uh, well i also have one other yeah, yeah, quick, ahead, really yeah. quick story please the first movie that i saw um which and i went experimenter played at the new york i mean at the san francisco film festival yeah. and in the castro and that was the theater that i saw my first movie in and it was fantasia (laughs) and apparently i like ran up and i like splatted myself i tried to get in the movie and they like made me leave because i was like five or whatever but she's a little too into it i mean i ran up and my parents said they that i like jumped up And like, like, and yeah. and I was like, I need, I want to get in, and and then <laughs> that, that became a Woody Allen yeah, movie, Purple Rose of Cairo. I, exactly right, <laughs> Jeff Jones. But but I, I thought that was so funny because that's sort of what I then you literally you know, did. You manifested yes. that. <laughs> so was it mind-boggling? Like, did you? It sounds like like even at a young age when you started to be on film sets, it must have been yes. a, a, a thrill to say the least. Yes. Um, it well, also because I I was so lucky in the sense that like my parents, I think were, pro- I think were they, they were very uh, sensitive and and concerned with Hollywood, sure. <laughs> quoting yeah. uh, air quotes <laughs> whatever, um, and they never we never moved there, right? And we and they were also kind of strict about um which movies i like i i wasn't in any position to pass on anything trust but but that's how it looked because to to go to la yeah would was like a nine hour drive right so if if i if we didn't go into re it would look like oh so it became really, you were the sought after why really is she so elusive like, yeah, yeah exactly it was like <laughs> totally yeah and but i remember i i really wanted to at river's edge um because i i had such a crush on keanu <laughs> and um but my parents because there was a sex scene in it yeah. and i was like 14 or 15 you know i was right. very young like they were very protective in that way probably for the best yes and then i also had to i think i've told you this i had to maintain a 4.0 and i could only work during the summers which i so appreciate now at the time i was like let me get to work i want to do this stuff i'm ready for all this guys um, (laughs) plus i wasn't having a great time in school but um but you know I, i i really appreciate that now I didn't move out until I was 18. Right. Really. So did it feel like apples and oranges? Because by the time I guess Beetlejuice, that was just the third film by my count. Yeah. And it's clearly a much different kind of film than any other film, let alone the first two you had done. Did it feel like, as I, my voice goes, um, like that you'd found like, okay, this is, this is my real thing. This is like, this is an artist. This is kind of like what I want to be in. Well, no, in the sense that, the, okay, the first two film I did Lucas, and then I did this movie Square Dance, right. which was a very important movie for me because um, it was with Jane Alexander and Jason Robards who became my mentors. Yeah, and um, 
it was sort of where I learned, you know, I, I have these very vivid memories of like, it was at the end of the day and we were rehearsing for the next day scene. Sure. And I was like, you know, totally going for it and crying. Yeah. And like, they were like, honey, you know, you save, save, go to save 11, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, but I didn't know that. <laughs> sure. And, and I learned a lot and I also stayed in touch with them and, and um, they were, my, became my mentors. Beetlejuice was more like, I had no idea that Tim was the director. Like, I think, did I tell you the story I, I, of meeting him? Like, I, I think so, yeah. I was in, I went to the studio to, and was in, like, an office waiting. Um, you know, this guy comes in, like, I think he's from maybe the art department or a messenger. It's a good guess. And we just start talking for, and, and we're like talking about like Edward Gorey and like right. old movies and like, you know, uh, all this stuff. And then I'm, after like 45 minutes, I'm like, do you know where this Tim Burton guy is? And, and he's like, oh, that's, that's me. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, uh, do you want me to read? Oh my or, God. And he was like, no, no. Like that was the meeting. That's amazing. You know? And, but I didn't, that was big for me because I didn't know that a director could be so like young and right. cool. He was a peer and, almost. Yeah, I would yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was 15, you yeah. know, but he was like 20. I remember he was going to, he was debating going whether he should go to his high school reunion. <laughs> which would so have been, wrong for I know, he, but he was like kind of obsessed because, and then he did go. Oh my God. Because, and he said that all of the like people that were mean and like yeah. picked on him were like miserable, like right. uh, you know, right. heavy, like just. And then the the girls that were picked on were like gorgeous, sure. you know. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, but Tim like was sort of the first real like friend, yeah. like. I do, not to say the other directors weren't friends, yeah. but like partially because of age and because of his yeah. his way of like, and and then and then he also like cast me in um, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Like I was like the first person cast. I have to show you something. <laughs> well, I was going to say also he in Edward like. I mean, you and Johnny are both cast like way against type in that. Like I he, know. that he saw in you something else. But what's funny is. Was I just gonna show you? Oh, I was gonna show you. This is like, this was like my heaven for, um, like how I spent. Like this was me at sixteen with Carl <laughs> Malden, Jessica Tandy, um, Vincent oh, Price, John Glover, Vincent <laughs> Price, um, Vincent Price's wife. Um, and, and I used to go to these That's dinners amazing. at Roddy McDowell's I was going to say photo by Roddy McDowell. Yeah. <laughs> he used to have these amazing dinners where, like, all these amazing people. And, like, so I've always had this weird thing of, like, relating much more to older people. Yeah. And um, especially, like, I used to, my mom was a, a hospice worker. Right. And I would go with her. And I was, all, this was before acting. Yeah. Really. And during. But I was always, like each one of them it's a it's a movie like yeah. you know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like There's because they there. like There's... lived through wars yeah. and da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. and um I, I was always sort of i had this sort of cinematic mind in a way yeah. um so but but 
Tim was it was it is is a very special relationship because yeah. of the telepathy you know right. part of it and um and stuff and and I I've I I am friends with other directors I sure. just talked to Dan Waters yesterday who you know I was I was watching this show on Netflix um that a lot of these shows like they they kind of reference Heathers or they oh, have of course you, oh, you know oh about this? Oh, my God, yes. Oh, okay, so, like, even... <laughs> You're about to like, say it. It's scan- true. Scandal. Yeah. Like, the, there's a line where, like, the... Uh, I don't know if it was, like, the Speaker of the House or uh-huh. something. It was like, this isn't Westerberg High. <laughs> you know, and, like, like it's just... And, and then there was a show, um, Revenge. Yep. That, that was, like... Oh, sure. Kel Keller Me Impress. Like... Oh, it's everywhere still. I mean, it's, and I'm, by the way, not criticized. I'm just like, it's exciting. It's so I was like, Dan, do you know about that? He was like, honey. You know, I, I, I was watching for like the thousandth time last night, uh, a little bit of Heather's. And it is striking how. The vernacular. Oh, the, the vernacular. But like so much of the things that it, like it's tackling that we're dealing with today in terms of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like, it, like in, in serious ways, like suicide, well, bullying, mm-hmm. gay bashing, like it's all well, in there. <laughs> I was wondering. <clears throat> Because it came up, I heard you might know more than I do. I heard they're like remaking Little Women. Oh, really? They're um, doing Reality Bites as a series that Ben is producing that is yeah, I think perpetually I set in 1992 Amazing. or something. <laughs> but I don't, that's not like, I don't know that. Yeah, sure. yeah. And then um, Beetlejuice, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I. Remember the the woman who did the big C yes. bought Heather's oh. and or was going to do Heather's and then Sandy Hook happened so right um, that got dropped but it got was going to be like I mean that she didn't approach us or Dan yeah and Dan was you know it was like probably she, yeah like she should have at least checked think, it yeah. but it was like supposed to be me and sort of Christians kid the ashleys (laughs) you know whatever but i just don't i i just feel like let's do a sequel we don't need we need you guys in there or at least you the living people at least i've always felt like like lydia veronica um who else are like there are some characters i mean they feel i'm not saying they don't they feel incomplete but i feel like i could yeah you know Hey guys, I've got a question for you. I think I know the answer to, but let me ask it anyway. Would you classify yourself as a geek, gamer, or pop culture nerd? Well, then Loot Crate, my friends, is the subscription box for you. Loot Crate is a subscription box service with over $40 worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, and much more delivered to your mailbox every single month. Make sure to head to lootcrate.com happy and enter the code happy to save $3 on any new subscription. Each month, there's a different theme. All are inspired by classic movie and video game releases, as well as pulling from pop culture franchises. So previous crates have included items from Star Wars and Marvel and The Walking Dead and The Legend of Zelda and many more. This month's theme is 
is time, and quite appropriately, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future in the month and year Marty McFly travels to in Back to the Future 2, plus the timeless appeal of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and the timey-wimey charm of Doctor Who. Basically, Loot Crate is like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present each and every month. Did we mention that they shipped to over 13 different countries, too? You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And whatever the cutoff happens, though, that's it. It's over. So go to LootCrate.com slash happy and enter the code happy to save $3 on your new subscription today. Were, were you uh, what, what's Where are we at on Beetlejuice? You know, we always talk about this. I know, I know. I was like, I just said to us, like, I'm going to see Josh. What am I going to say? Because because <laughs> the, stringing him along. Well, no, the problem is I honestly don't like, I know that uh, someone showed me like the headlines after I right. sort of went on Seth Meyers. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. And which, you know, was, I think a little bit annoying to show me hero people because that's all that people were talking about. Right. And, but the reality just to be totally honest is you showed me that the, the Tim, Tim talk. Yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's like what I was going on. <laughs> it's a bad sign when you're going and, on what I've got. Well, well, no, but he, <laughs> but said, he said it on the record. And, yeah, of course. And then it's also on the i uh, You're yeah. on IMDb. It's happening. It, it must yeah. be. <laughs> but I have, I don't know. Like the last that I heard was, you know, Tim called. He's like, I'm going to. You know, these days because of hacking and everything, sure. everything has to be like yeah, yeah. You can't hard just email copy. Somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was going to send me something, and then he called. He's like, "I want to. I just want to like work on Lydia a little bit. Got like it. he's. It's very. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, did you talk to him though about like? Where, and I don't expect you to say where Lydia is, but I'm just curious. Like, were you excited or to hear like what he had in, in mind for yeah, Lydia? Yeah. Well, all, but what I know is that, and I'm sure you know the same thing that the writer. It's like, let me try, yeah. and Tim was like, okay, if it's right. good, blah, blah. But then, to me, the thing you showed me made it sound like made he it was sound ready like he it. was really, really excited. Yeah. Um. So, uh, do you, is he doing? Did he, he finish just, he just the Miss Peregrine, Peregrine? Right. Yeah. And I know that he's there's something that he's like producing. Right. But I will. I'm gonna like. Yeah, I I mean I just like first of all I just want to know. Yeah, you know I mean I know that it can drag forever. I mean like Heather's frankly has for a while too. There was talk of that too. Yeah, well that was all by me. That That, I was like putting (laughs) the rumors out there. I I have to I admit it. I was like, yeah, and you know what? I really I have to say that would that would I had. Well, me and Dan had the best idea, which was Veronica goes to Washington and like, you know, the first ladies are Heather (laughs) is a Heather. And, you know, they find out that she was involved in the Westerberg thing and then they blackmail her. And then like, I mean, it was such a I just don't understand. Like I the reaction I was getting from like Dan and Denise and Mike or like. Oh, <laughs> you know, like that's what? so sweet. And I'm like, you guys, no, this is a good I idea. get stopped at, you know, Heather's is like, I was just in Atlanta and yeah. ordering a sandwich and I, I, I don't know. I needed like a favor or, and he was like, well, you gave me Heather's. I'd do anything for you. Like, <laughs> seriously, like yeah. this is a real, I 
it's it's stuck is in the zeitgeist. It, it didn't go is away. Is that it didn't do well at the time that it was released because it was. Well, it was edgy, clearly, for the time. But it was also like the studio collapsed while we were making the movie. It was New World. New World. And they, yeah, (laughs) we all literally chipped in for one ad in the. But it didn't make. Anyway, I don't know. But I'm hoping. uh, But anyway. We'll get there eventually. Yes. And Um, I will keep you. I will. Because <laughs> I, I will. I feel like you're the one. You've you were the one who alerted me. To it's so funny. Thing. There are two. There are two projects I've been. I've been trying to like will into existence in terms of sequels over the years. It's been Beetlejuice and the Bill and Ted sequel. Every time I see Keanu, oh, that's I know. That, oh yeah, I've talked I, a lot to Alex and Keanu about that one. Yeah. Too. yeah. I, I I read. Well, I guess you can't believe everything you. Right. But I. It was. I did a read through for Keanu for some like yeah. at his house just like for a favor and Alex was there yeah. and it seemed to like definitely be a, I know they loved the script and they were I think they were just trying to like get the budget down because they were like giant dragons etc it uh, was like a hundred million dollar movie that right. they were trying to get to like a manager I never level. saw the one that Alex did like the circus one oh, yeah, I, and Keanu I know is in that too yeah I never did either but he's, he's yeah. a very talented he's also done some really cool documentaries too yeah and, yeah he's yeah. He's the best. So I, I know that this is feeling like a little bit like this is your life, but again, we have some time, so I want to talk. <laughs> I'm also, it hit me at the right time, but like Bram Stoker's Dracula, which I know you're, you're kind of responsible for. You brought that to Francis. I did. Thank you. Like, no one ever really acknowledges that, do they? That I, It was sort of a, because of what happened on The Godfather, yeah. it was, I, but I was actually meeting him for On the Road. Oh, he was going to direct yeah, of course. it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I had found it was like I think it was a spec script and it was very different than the movie it was like journal entries it was very dense Mm. Um, but I like on my way out I was like oh here like never in a million years I think he'd even read it and then the next thing I knew no it was being made but I I really need to sort of revisit that because people have been telling me how much they liked it and what i remember was that it was kind of camp and but that could be good anthony was was going i feel like it was at a high level but i love that i love reasoning with van helsing and 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 gary Gary, yeah and (laughs) um there were a few um like the one the thing that really bummed me out was that we had um we had all we had this amazing like almost two month like rehearsal period where we're in Napa and like doing all this great it's actually like there's like the making of I've seen some of that video amazing yeah exactly like Tom Waits like playing (laughs) piano you know like and you know and but then um, like we what happened we had all this we had all this time and then we sort of they brought on this and we and you know Keanu's mother is British right and he can actually do a great British accent but what happened was they brought on this woman from New Jersey oh, like a to, coach and we were all doing fine just like kind of sure you know and I think maybe because we were all young and um 
at least, you know, me and Sadie and, yeah. you know, we were trying, oh, okay, like, yeah. so I feel like the, my accent was terrible, which, oh. which is very distracting to me. I, I think that that one holds up. Uh, partially because it's a, a slight bit of camp because it's it's on a different it's like kind of operatic like Francis yes. is so it's so it's heightened exactly it's um, an opera yeah. it is that's I remember at the time thinking that but there was a lot more um, it's something like I, I think it was a little bit tough at the time because I was so young and I didn't understand I didn't really understand like Gary was, um, who I love and is a good friend yeah. of mine, but was going through a difficult right. time. And I didn't, you know, I was kind of a square kid. Like, I yeah. didn't understand, like, um, I'm weird. Like, I, I, like, I love working with people. And there are a lot of people who are, one day they're in a great mood and they're talking to you, and the next day they're yeah. like, and and I'm like the klutz that's like thinks that we're friends all the time, you know. <laughs> Wait, and no, and on. then I feel bad, and then I'm like, oh, you know, it's almost like I'm. But but uh, since then, um, it was also just kind of a hard time for me, like yeah. you know, personally. But but I I do want to revisit it because sure. I swear, like the people that you ne I would never expect. Yeah. Come up to me and are like, oh, I love. That I was movie. I was uh, driving somewhere. It was like Halloween, and we were my wife and I were like driving through Manhattan, and we just saw. It was one of those great like classic New York scenes where you were driving by and you saw someone in full old Gary Oldman, oh like the old Gary Oldman, get the up old. like walking the streets of Manhattan, right. and it was just like done up out of like 1993. It was like perfect. Well, I just there was a like a couple of kind of like art house people that I would never. Right. Expect like have said you oh you need to go. <laughs> and it might be look everything like I was watching I, I was watching movies that went like from the 80s yeah. that I like scoffed at. Yeah. Recently and I was like oh you like things <laughs> and I don't know is that just Time or nostalgia. There's a little bit of that, but something. I mean, surprising things don't hold up, and surprising things. Who do would have hold thought, up. like Saint Almost Fire, would? <laughs> you know, I'm not saying it's a bad. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I I watched very, the whole. You know, yeah. it was on, and I watched it, and you know, just there's certain. Um, oh God, what was the? What, I just watched something the night before last. That was. Oh, you know what it was? It was a great movie. Um, Georgia. I've never seen Georgia. Oh, God. Oh, with these Jennifer Ge Lee. Yeah. I haven't seen that in forever. Rewatch yeah. it. Oh, my God. She is just phenomenal. I'm so excited for She's apparently got a really juicy role in that new Quentin Tarantino movie. I know. I'm so happy. I, she's like, I think, one of my heroes. Totally. Definitely. Always kills it. So, is there. You're doing a Netflix show, by the way, right? Yes. So, this is I like. Am. Show Me Hero was TV, but it was like a miniseries. It was a miniseries. Yeah. I'm. Trust me, I was like, um, is it serious? Like, I didn't, and they're like, it's an event. It's an event. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Event. And so, um, the, but the net, Netflix is a s series, but it's uh, like, yeah, yeah. it's eight episodes. It'll be the normal kind of thing where they, they release them all at once, and then potentially there could be more. And yeah. So, is this, it's was that a big, it was a big thing. Only because 
you don't know. Yeah. Like it could be, it it's could just be yeah. one season. And it's, luckily it's eight and not like, 22 I mean, or I it think to be. these shows like Scandal and yeah. like, they're like 23 episodes in a season. I always like, think, yeah, like, like the people that are on like CSI that do like 24 hours of TV geez, a year and they look crazy. at the HBO shows and Netflix shows that are doing eight or 10, they must hate you guys. <laughs> I know. That. I mean, the money's good, but other yeah. than that. And, and well, this one is like, it's definitely a genre thing. It's like, it's a it's a kind of a homage to like the eighties, like like early eighties, like kind of Stand by Me, E. Nice. T. It's super, sort of supernatural. Okay. But um and there's kids in it that um how 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 old are you? Thirty nine. Thirty nine? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's kids in it that are, you know, um like there's the 12 year olds there's the high school right. age and then i'm you know the mom and um it's it's weird it's different for me yeah but it's it, in a way it is also shot kind of like a movie it's right. it's not it's you know a few months a year yeah um so it's it's not that it's not the nine-month commitment that oh my god world. i don't know how you know, when, and then they get pregnant, right. and then like, how do they? They still have to shoot. It's <laughs> crazy. It's just, yeah. Do you consume a lot of TV now? Um, to be honest, yeah. um, and I don't know why there's an, there's nothing wrong with saying this, but I because I, I used to I'm I'm That's such a big part of you, the shame yeah. Is coming out. Well, I'm such a big reader, yeah. and that is my favorite thing yeah. to do. Um, I just discovered. I feel weird because I had just I I, did, I got an Amazon account mm-hmm. and I've been buying books, not c- candle, not the Kindle, not, stuff, yeah, yeah, the e-books, the, yeah. I've been buying real books <laughs> and I love biographies or autobiographies, yeah. and um, I mean, I, like I was on like a, I don't know if Lee Grant has a great okay. book called oh, really? um, I, like an autobiography. Yeah, you know, she was blacklisted. The only right. youngest and actress. She was twenty years old. Amazing biography, great writer, like nice. just. And um, but I, I. Wait, you we were talking about uh, TV um, shows. So yeah, yeah. I feel like there's, I, I don't know. For, I had some hangups maybe about like admitting to watching TV because <laughs> well, that, we yeah, when we, it was yeah. different strokes and, and, was high television. Yes, it was there was the silver spoons, silver spoons, silver exactly. spoons. <laughs> but then I remember because we didn't get a TV till later and it was like the shows were like Remington Steel <laughs> and Heart <laughs> to Heart. And exactly, yeah. Um, and, um, and then when I was started working, I really didn't have time to yeah. watch the popular right shows um so you got a lot of good stuff waiting for you whenever yeah you feel like it. so then and and with netflix the whole binge thing yeah. i mean it, it it's i i'm really on the fence right now i i don't know if it's a good thing or bad like because it's it, you know you can't stop yes but like there's shows like that that show the fall yes with jillian anderson yeah. which is just two five episodes things and it was look i'm usually very against like petite brunettes getting killed but it it was so well done and she's so amazing 
And that was kind of perfect because it was just five episodes right. and then there was another, I guess it was, was it that, were they, I don't even think they were planning on doing another season. Right, they got the name. There's a great one called Happy Valley. I've heard about that one, I haven't seen it yet. I do you write this down because it's so good. Um, a lot of the British ones are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you? And are you? I have a feeling you're you're keeping up to date on movies. You're like that's your thing. That's I mean books are your um, thing, but like or do you not? Well, to be honest, because I, you know it's well, changed too. so much that like i mean I, i'm really missing well i'm bag. just i'm i'm i really miss going to the theater because yeah. now you just get it on yeah the screening the dvd uh, or whatever on tv yeah, yeah. it's just uh, in theaters now yeah exactly that's crazy yeah and i keep asking i keep at like what does that do to like our business and they're like oh it whatever it's alarming because yeah, even like you know they, there's the new netflix is actually releasing that new carrie fukunaga movie which I, I just who saw. is my fellow juror in sundance oh, really? yeah but it was also at the venice film festival so i don't it's understand be theatrically simultaneously like, this is a whole new model oh, it's like oh but it's okay. a little scary because like i've seen that movie and like that's a movie you should see on the big screen I mean, yeah he's an like that's a gorgeous movie yeah and you should be watching that on a plane on a yeah screen. it's alarming I, i'm scared yeah. of like what it's all gonna look like in 30 well, you years you know those um la new york flights where they have all those movies yeah. that and i'm always like watching like adam's rib or you oh, know yeah. like I, it's hard to like or cool hand luke like oh, yeah. i'm there's the newer ones but then they well, yeah they have like I watched Terms of Endearment on a flight. Just oh so I was like, God. I'm just going to cry on this flight. I'm just going to, I'm willfully just going to cry when you're belly. That movie, never. That and Broadcast News, like. Broadcast News is a perfect movie. Let's it's just be a clear. perfect movie. When, I, I mean, I, every line in that movie, Albert Brooks. The only thing, my only thing about that movie is, was that ending a reshoot? Because she was, had to supposedly. have ended up with Albert Brooks. There definitely was an alternate ending. I don't remember. And she had short hair. Right, so, yeah. The gazebo. Weird, yeah, and then the she's not with nowhere. either yeah. of them. But I feel like she, it was Albert Brooks was her. I He's like so. my I'm hero. For, oh, my God. He's modern romance. Lost in America. Lost America. Desert in House. I mean, I, I'm like, <laughs> don't even get me started. Yeah. Albert Brooks. Oh, yeah. Is there, because you, you've, you've worked with some of the greats. Like, I mean, and Scorsese yeah. was somebody that you... Cool. Um, yeah. Was that was that someone that? How when, much time? Just a couple minutes, I think. Yeah. We, we can try. We can keep going. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> We're nerding out. It's Josh. We're nerding out. Mm -hmm. um, was when you look back and think of that opportunity. I mean, you've gone to work with Daniel Day Lewis twice and working on like on something that I would think as a reader when you're working on something like Age of Innocence and mm -hmm. as a film buff working with someone like Martin Scorsese, I would think at the time you're like this is this is it the nexus of everything beyond heaven because you know with scorsese it was it, it was scorsese and you know what more but also i was a big fan of edith wharton yeah. and i really knew it's like i knew the material really well yeah. oddly like before i was yeah. offered the part and and then um um Dan, you know, of course, Daniel and Michelle, and and then another really, really special one. I would say, like, it's so hard to pick, like, because sure. you don't want to yeah, yeah. do to other. But the Crucible was incredibly special because it was Arthur and 
and um, you know Rebecca Mary Daniel and and Nick Heitner who's brilliant Um, so in Paul Schofield and Joan Allen and that was another example it was kind of the last of when you would have like two months of rehearsal and we did it as a play first and I Arthur played Judge Danforth and I had to like spit And it was like, just, it was just amazing. But it was for me great to be able to work with Daniel again. Like, you know, I, I, you know, he's one of my absolute favorites. I I would say, you know, I was, I have to, I'm kind of asking your advice too here. (laughs) here I, I have worked, I, I, show me hero, Oscar Isaac, so phenomenal. And, it's very weird when, like, you're talking about something and you really mean what you say. Right. You know, like, you do junkets and you're like, yeah, it was, right. I wanted to try this genre, blah, sure. blah, blah. But um, I, I really, like, Peter Sarsgaard is also someone who, I've known him for, like, 20 years, but I, like, since um, Boys Don't Boys Cry, Don't Cry yeah. I was, like, he's... Like he's one of my favorite actors, yeah. and I and I does. didn't yeah. want to because I just like was raving about Oscar. Like I don't know if the press like, oh, she said that. Oh about- no, 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 okay, because no, no, no. like they're all in the same company. That group you just included, right? And- because like I was even tempted, and if, if he had given me the chance on Seth Meyers yeah. when I was talking about Oscar, I would have said Peter Sarsgaard is another right. one. It's just like I just so happened to work with them both I think sort of someone like Peter to, also is like by now Sally's taken for granted a little bit he's been doing it and he makes it look easy and like well that's the thing with Peter you have no idea like you don't and he said this to me once um, he said if I was like you know what's amazing is like I you I watch you and I totally there's I don't see acting and right. I kind of said that about Oscar too, but it, it's true yeah. and he was like he was like the day that you see the performance is like that's death yeah yeah so but I I do want I've been trying to think of like something sort of slightly different you know just so it doesn't <laughs> no, sound no, you know because I, I it's it's actually very one. honest like absolutely like if someone were to say who are the two your two or you know three favorite actors would be oscar peter and daniel you know any man that can pull off that beard and and sell it (laughs) was that the the opposite yeah well it was tough because we had such little time and money and it would have to come we were shooting it would have to come off go back on and with fake beards the (laughs) funny but but he's just so wonderful and he's such a a He's such a great guy. Yeah, you know. I think I see it somebody like the Feel, Cherry Orchard on stage here. He's yeah, remarkable. Is, is theater ever something that that enters your mind, or is it just not your temperament, not your I, style? Or I would love to do it. My, I have a big fear of going blank, um, which Has apparently is very no. So um, it's very. I guess it's very common, yeah. but. Um, it, 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 I'm very prepared. I can memorize anything, yeah. but like, 
you know, not having done it as an adult, yeah. I did some Robert Wilson, like avant-garde oh, stuff, really? but that was very different. Sure. Um, it's so, I was, when you, I was watching the Tonys and yeah. all that, the actress had their little, I'm like, but wait, you memorized like <laughs> through four hours of, of, you know, and then you have like a little, going through your body, I yeah, guess, that clouds yeah. your mind. Yeah. yeah. I would think it also becomes like the longer you don't do it in a career, it's like, Emma, is that just not in my well, skill set? It's or part it- of it is, you know, and this is silly and should not be a reason, but it, the fear of like, oh, the movie actress trying that and you're gonna you know but the other thing is it's literally going what if i go blank right we'll help you in the audience i'll spend that line for you (laughs) line my Um, god i'm blanking too (laughs) oh god but i but but this you know i do want to talk a little bit about the the film because i i do I'm really, this is like a really, I'm going to, well, I'm going to be seeing it for, I guess it's like sort of the third time. It played at the San Francisco Film Festival where I took my whole family. Um, But I wasn't able to really pay attention. Um, But So what boxes was this checking when you were? To me, like Michael Almereda is someone I've known since I was 16. Right. And um, he is like... a true, I mean, this sounds so cliche, but like he, a true artist in the sense that like he's completely uncompromising. Totally. Like he would rather work teaching than make something that right. he would. And and the that what he made was so sort of um, it wasn't like biopic cramming a bunch of stuff into like oh, the stuff tough. that he chose to focus on. Um, was so thoughtful and 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 he's such an elegant filmmaker in in terms of like when when you're doing a scene and you're under the gun and you don't have a lot of time or takes you have to just pray to god like if you try something different that if it doesn't work they're not going to use it like and oftentimes they do right and but with michael there was that great great trust and you know Look, the, I've played the wife a few times, sure. but this was sort of, and this was the wife yeah. role, but this subject matter is so fascinating yeah. to me. And I feel like as actors, we kind of deal in like psychology, you Absolutely. know, um, and I just thought it, I'm just really, I, I'm excited to see it tonight. Like, I'm just really happy that people are getting it yeah. um, because he really he's he's really special is it the kind of thing where like do you ask questions of him of like people have been talking and we'll continue to talk about like the rear projections yeah and the elephant and there's all this as you say avant-garde like mm-hmm. i'm sure like in a budget meeting on a normal studio film they'd be like uh elephant goes rear projection goes oh yeah well the thing is i thought with the rear projection he had he had said take a look at this movie the nasty girl okay. which showed it and I was like, I, I couldn't get a hold of it. And I, I was like, it's because we're out of money. We right. can't afford it. Right. Is that? <laughs> Which may have been true, but it works it totally so works. well. Because it's like, the stuff that he, like this, you know, it spans this time. And 
it the stuff that he chose, like the scenes that he chose for us to like yeah. talk and are were just so thoughtful and almost milgrammy in a yeah. way. Like he um he's he's just he I'm just really, really happy for him because if you look at his like res like he has never compromised, yeah. I you know. That his Hamlet with Ethan was fantastic. I right? know, yeah. but also like you know, he's done all these like other projects, yeah. like books yeah. of Eggleston, like right. really cool, and and he's doing he's doing a movie with John Hamm and oh, really? Lois Smith, like nice. but I'm um, who's going to be there tonight, and I also loved my so-called disaster. Like I thought that was because oh, like, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. living up in San Francisco, and I was like kind of around right. for that. But I I don't know. I just I'm really I'm really impressed and I, I there's something very elegant yeah. about his choices and there's just a real trust like you that feeling of like oh god i hope they don't use that you know right. you don't have to worry about that with him and that Sadly, is such that is a exception and not the rule i, I know it, it is I would think that you also are just happy that someone else gets to do the voiceover because there's about a decade oh, where I feel like you were narrating every movie. Yeah, you, were you know, someone pointed that out to me, and I was like, "No, yeah." Like <laughs> I was, every other movie I felt. It like. was like, you know, Heather's girl interrupted. The, how, uh, make an American quilt. How to make an American quilt. Um, Lois Smith's going to be there tonight. He's in. Yeah. She's in his next movie. It's like Even John Scissorhands is a little bit narrated by you too. Yeah. Right? It was an idiot. Oh, you're pulled Hi. into. Are you ready for oh, junket day? Yeah. Is but is there any no, last? No, we're, we're, we're okay. Good. We'll catch up soon. But I'm will sure. you give me your card so I can yeah, yeah. keep you posted? It's like when I know, because I always <laughs> think of you, because you are the one who who brought it to my attention. I was there. I was there. Um, <laughs> no, you literally brought it to my attention. I had no. That was the Iceman press yeah, circuit. I, I just. Know. Oh my God! Michael just did the podcast. That's. An interesting 40 minutes if you ever have some time oh, to listen. Oh, is this a pod? Did we this just do a just pod? Podcasted. You were podcasting. I wanted to know how to get podcasts. <laughs> Face it, movie fans. You might have a 96-inch TV, a deluxe Dolby surround sound THX audio guy, a Blu-ray player, a green ray player, and all the fixins. But no matter how immersive your home entertainment center is, you'll never know what it's like to be inside the film. Well, on the podcast I Was There Too featuring me, Matt Gorley, I interview the lucky people who managed to get inside the movie. Not in an inner space sort of shrink-down way, but they're actors who played small roles in iconic scenes from classic movies and TV shows, like Alien, Speed, Clueless, Star Wars movies, and more in clips like this. He goes, uh, I drove Harrison Ford on um, the Third Raiders picture, right? Harrison Ford would smoke a bone on the way to the set every day. Oh, and back, yeah, of course yeah. he would, yeah. And one day I go to pick him up at the subway, and uh, he comes out with a saucepan with a lid on it. He goes, I ran out of papers. So he's heated up the dope, you see, in the saucepan and cooked it. So he opens up the saucepan and goes like this. And like just sticks his head in it. So listen to I Was There Too today on iTunes, 
Howl, Wolfpop.com, or your favorite podcast app. It's the next best thing to troning yourself inside the movie, or last action heroing yourself, or pleasant villain yourself. You know what? Pick your reference. I was there too. Catch the action. This has been a Wolf Pop production. Executive produced by Paul Shear, Adam Sachs, Chris Bannon, and Matt Gorley. For more information and content, visit wolfpop.com.